Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul. Hello, Sheridan. Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast. It's so lovely to have you on with us today. Hi, Jeff. And hi, everyone listening. Thank you for having me on. Yes, I'm so excited to learn all about what you do. You are, first off, your host of a very popular, well-known podcast, The Embodied Entrepreneur, and you are a nervous system specialist. I would love to learn more about what you do. Yeah. So in essence, what I do is I help entrepreneurs and business owners build businesses that are informed by their nervous system and supportive to their nervous system simply because that is the most effective way to make money and to have impact in a way that we're going to reduce burnout it's going to be easier and we're able to take into account all how your body handles stress or any past kind of trauma that you might have that sometimes manifests as perfectionism or procrastination or fear of being seen or fear of having clients or anything Mm -hmm. that. And I essentially help people get through that so that they can increase their income and impact. Yeah. So much of that resonates for me when you talk about stress and burnout. (laughs) I definitely feel like I have gone through so much of that before I transitioned into what I do now. What are some of the ways that somebody can recognize burnout or like stress in the body? Sometimes I feel like subconsciously we're not even aware because we're on autopilot. So how can we recognize that? Literally, like we just go into autopilot or we think that it's normal and everyone else is experiencing it. So we just think it's normal. Well, how did you know? How do you know that you're stressed? How did you figure it out? Yeah. Well, for me, I think my home life, well, I was stressed at work, but I started recognizing it through my home life when my, my kid would want to play and he'd be so hyper and like excited. And I would just feel like everything in my body would like tense up. And then because I was like tired and I was overworked and I was like, the last thing I want to do is, you know, at eight o'clock at night is play soccer. (laughs) And I was finding like, that's not normal. It was like what I thought. I was like, I should want to do that and have the energy to do that. And so I started to like look more into the reason as to why. And I checked internally and I was like, I am stretched at work. And then I started to look and realize more and more like how many hours I was working. I was hopping around from meeting to meeting. I wasn't even eating. I didn't have time to eat. And I would work on the weekends and take my work home. And so I started to realize the patterns. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> because like I've seen a lot on your other episodes that you talk a lot about and like you're always orienting towards things that are like in the intuitive realm, like energy through the chakras and tarot and astral and all of these things. And I'm curious for you, have you noticed a correlation between your ability to access that intuitive knowing and the levels of stress in your life? Like for me personally, I know that when I'm really stressed, it's extremely difficult for me to feel energy or meditate or even orient towards those more subtle realms of life. Does that make sense? Am I being clear? Yeah, I would definitely say the more so before because I come from a very structured corporate environment and corporate background and I experienced a lot of burnout. 
So I've always been highly sensitive and highly intuitive. Trauma cracks us wide open. And so since a child, I've definitely been highly empathic and intuitive. I do find that when I was in more of those stressed out periods of my life, I wasn't as in touch with that. And I did struggle to meditate because I couldn't quiet my mind. As much as I would surrender because you want to try, the whole point is not to try, is to just surrender. But the thoughts were just, they kept going and I felt very blocked. And so, and then I also started to notice that I was picking up more on energies around me too. When I was in that state of like high stress, I was picking up on everyone else's stress. I would take on other people's emotions as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you said two things there that kind of answered the original question, which was like, how do I know if I'm stressed? And one, your mind is running really fast. So there are three kind of stress response areas in a very broad way. We have the fight response, the flight response, and the freeze response. And the fight and the flight are in the sympathetic nervous system, which means that energy runs into the system and it's mobilizing. So it wants you to move either in a flight way, get away from the danger, or in a fight way, fight the danger. And when we don't move that energy and we're in the fight or the flight, a lot of it, a lot of the time goes to our mind. And it looks differently depending on which nervous system state you're in. If I'm in a flight response, I usually tend to be worrying and panicking and planning and trying to control and projecting myself in the future and being like, what's going to, what am I going to do if X, Y, Z happens? And there's a lot of fear. Or you might be really worried about your kid, for example. Oh, like we can't do that because oh, what happens if he X, Y, Z? It's a little bit more aggressive. It's a little bit more critical if we project it onto ourselves. It can be self-critical. We can also put it out onto others and we can be judgmental towards others. We can be really irritable so you get snappy at home. We can be really angry. And sometimes what happens is we can't hold all of that fear or all of that anger and irritation, all of that energy in the body. So we actually shut down and we enter into the free state and that's when our mind and this is just talking on a mental level not even on a physical level which maybe we can talk about if you want but um in a mental level in that free state we have these feelings of like numbness hopelessness Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with me nothing ever goes right I can't do this it's this very heavy energy of oh this just isn't this no Something's wrong. Something's wrong with me. Something wrong. Something is wrong. Yes. And I find sometimes that as humans, we all go through those patterns, right? It can be a cycle. And so it, the first key, in my opinion, is recognizing, to your point earlier, like checking and asking yourself, what am I experiencing in my body? Doing that intuitive check and then you're know, trying to work through it. And so you work with somatic practice talked to us a little bit and if you can explain to listeners like what exactly like that is and how does the somatic uh, movement help push the energies through the body yeah so what you said it's exactly true it's a cycle so when something happens either internally or externally that causes stress in our body your body goes into what we call a stress response now Mm -hmm. that energy needs to move to completion so in order for you to activate the social response, the wise self, like in order for you to activate that very benevolent, beautiful place of wisdom that is very good at solving problems and connecting with other people. So somatic therapy helps us access that part of our body and our mind and our soul in a more effective way because Mm -hmm. 
we have different tools. And like you said, some of them are movement oriented, some of them are more mindfulness oriented or just coming and like putting your attention on the body. Some of them will involve sound. Some of them will involve different, we involve the body in different ways, but we're always orienting back to the body and asking a couple of questions. Number one, this is the first one I always ask every somatic practitioner is different. What nervous system state am I in and what does my body need to balance that? Because there's no point doing deep trauma work or even creative thinking if my body thinks that I'm being like trapped by a bear, I'm not going to access anything good from that state. (laughs) So the first thing is, okay, what does my body need to get back to that space of wisdom and resilience and grounded? And in somatic therapy, what we do is we spend a lot of time strengthening your resources in that space where you're really intelligent and you're connected to other people and you're compassionate to yourself and others and you have this amazing creative ability and that you can spend more time in that grounded space because that's what helps us be more resilient. And we use the body. We use the body in different ways. Everyone is different. Everyone has different backgrounds. We use breath. We use sound. We move, use movement. We use meditation, like so many different things and work towards your goal. Whatever that goal is, we walk there using the intelligence of the body and using the resources of the body and the intuition of the body instead of trying to work against it. Somatic therapy and somatic practice, I've seen it all over the internet lately, especially like a lot more. Is this popping up everywhere in my feed? I was telling you about that offline just a few moments ago. It's one of the reasons I was so excited to chat with you today. What are some of maybe the misconceptions, if any, that you can clarify for listeners or that you've seen? Is there any like misconceptions that you've come across? That's such a great question. Before I say anything, can I just ask, do you have any like Oh, but what that come to your mind? I honestly like first impressions because again, I was like really interested to learn more. So when I see, you know, like the stuff coming up on my feet and stuff, I feel like it's similar maybe to yoga, but I know that it's not because it goes so much deeper in that and it connects and it's all about moving things through the nervous system. So maybe like we could start there. Uh, Is that something that comes up commonly like with your clients or... You know, it is, but I'm a yoga therapist. My background is in yoga therapy and I talk about that sometimes and I always just thought, oh, well, that's just because of that. So I cannot speak for every single somatic practitioner out there. I'm only going to speak for myself. The way that I use somatic therapy, and once again, this comes, I have a background in trauma therapy and I also have a background in yoga therapy and Ayurveda wellness. And I also practice a lot of time. And so it's really oriented towards lifestyle and wellness as and then we have in there like the neuro I don't want to say that word like the modern science of it yeah so I see things as two if we're going to make an effective change we need to work on both the micro level and the macro level the micro level being like when you work with me we're going to look at what lifestyle things or what systems in your business are you engaging that are aggravating to your system? For example, are you not eating lunch when you are working all day? Are you not taking any pauses? Are you drinking heaps of coffee? Yeah. Which, by the way, I love coffee and I don't make my clients quit it because... The coffee, it's- Alex. <laughs> yeah. I will not give you coffee. Wait, let me have one pleasure in this world. I just want my coffee. <laughs> Literally, oh my God, I know. Yeah. yeah. So what we can do is we can put cardamom in your coffee because that will ground the nervous system when you're drinking it. Mm. Or we can look at how, so it's okay, you have your coffee, but let's create something that helps that supports your nervous system in being able to digest that coffee without going into the anxious 
jitters. We look at the micro. So what are the systems in your business? What is your sales system? What are, like what does your day-to-day look like? And that way we regulate the nervous system in little pockets of every day and we make it fun. Mm-hmm. So building pleasure because that's also regulating to the nervous system. Yeah. Then we work in the macro. And this is possibly more where you would get like the concept of maybe some of the somatic therapies that you've seen before mm-hmm. where people are like breathing really heavy and they're sounding things or like we're shaking them out or we're yeah, crying or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. the macro can look like that. I have clients mm-hmm. and sometimes we'll shake our bodies for 15 minutes and I have other clients who are just like, I want to just do a almost like an inner child type meditation or a parts work mm-hmm. meditation, or I just want to feel my emotions and maybe there will be some tears. And a good somatic therapist, which I believe that I am, and so this is why I do this, but a good somatic therapist will meet you where you are. So if you are going in and you're like, I want to do the things and I want to jump up and down for 30 minutes and then I want to cry and I want to sound and I want to breathe and I want you to give that to me, then we'll do that. But if they're like, I just want to feel more in touch with my emotions and my body and move through some of this stuff and I don't really even want to talk about it, but I want to get it out on my system and I don't want to do like big extravagant things, then that's what we'll do. Because there's so many tools that you can use to fit into what each individual desires. Hey, soul travelers, pardon the interruption, but I just have to tell you about quantum healing hypnosis because one session forever changed my life and now I'm living my purpose to help others just like you. I was so lost in my life and absolutely miserable in my career until I received the guidance needed from my higher self. Now I'm spreading awareness about the life-changing modality of quantum healing hypnosis. In one single session, we will spend the day journeying deep into your subconscious mind and unlock the hidden wisdom within. We'll revisit a past life, explore what your soul does between lifetime. Your subconscious mind will scan your body, looking for health concerns and perform self-healing. They'll even connect directly to the Akashic records so that you can get your most important life questions answered. Quantum healing hypnosis is absolutely nothing like a traditional hypnosis session. And you know that everything is 100% legitimate because nothing is being filtered through a third-party practitioner and your higher self will never misguide you. Your session is audio recorded so that you could listen back and play all of the advice that your higher self spoke to you under hypnosis. So if you're ready for personal growth and a positive change, then it's time to discover the essence of who you truly are. Book a session with me today at thesoulexperiences.com. Now back to the show. It's interesting that you mentioned the shaking in the body because that's probably what I would say that I see most online. And in my understanding, that is is natural. It's like a natural instinct where it should be. For instance, like when you see an animal or something and they go through something and then they start to shake, it's because they're processing that emotion right there as it's happening. So it, it should be a natural response, if I'm understanding that correctly, but we don't do that maybe because it'd be really weird if you walked around and people are like shaking all the time. <laughs> but so from a nervous system standpoint, when we do that, it processes and it releases the trapped emotions in the body. Is that correct? It's relatively correct. I would change it slightly to be a little bit more correct. Yeah. It's not incorrect. What it does is it completes the stress response in that energy came into the body and it wanted to move your limbs because it felt that it needed to move your limbs in order to keep 
safe. So it does that shape thing, movement of the limbs. Once we have used the energy the way that the body intended, it goes into the next phase of the cycle, which is the social engagement phase. And that's where we want to look somebody in the eyes and say, oh my God, we survived. Wow, okay, let's survive. Yeah. And so you're, we're just, we just want to complete that natural mm. cycle. And so sometimes maybe something difficult has happened in the past and we haven't completed that natural cycle. We wanted to say a sentence and we couldn't say it. So we got stuck in our throat and now we have pain in our chest and around our like, yeah. diaphragm or we have this, we tend to have a sick. I tend to lose my voice when I was working through a lot of this trauma. And so what we'll do is we'll say that sentence and we'll, we'll mm. just complete that. Or maybe you were in a car accident and you went into freeze and you couldn't move your limbs and you couldn't get that out or you couldn't fight something when you thought that you needed to when you're a kid. So maybe what we do is we evoke some of that movement and you can do it in a intentional way of we're going to evoke this movement because we know that it needs to come out. What usually happens, at least when I'm working with people, is that we become attuned to what the body needs and the body just begins to complete these things spontaneously. It doesn't feel like a big event. Wow. That one thing that you were talking about that kind of that I want to expand on was emotions being trapped in the body. And as you work with people, do you find that these emotions manifest as similar illnesses when they're left unprocessed? And what do you see most commonly? Yeah. Yes. To answer the question like specifically, any single pain or ache that a client comes to me with, we can look in and find that there is an emotional wisdom, like a, there was a wisdom that an emotion wanted to give you and it wasn't received. Every single one. And now I know it's almost like ironic because I'm standing here, I'm sitting here and I have no hair. So I obviously, like I have alopecia, I haven't had hair since I was seven years old. I don't, I have a disease and I don't know what the emotional wisdom was here with that disease. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. I also haven't inquired because I don't really care. It doesn't cause me any pain, so I don't care. But I do know that just, I'll speak on my behalf instead of speaking for clients at the moment, but they would have gone, they do go through similar things. If I have a cough or I have a pain in my back or my throat is getting sore, or my womb, my uterus, or my lower mm-hmm. back is particularly painful one month when I'm bleeding, I will sit and I will do a meditation on that. And I will find the wisdom that my body is trying to give to me or the thing that it's trying to protect me from. Mm-hmm. Because it is, there's always something that it's trying to do. And so I, I find that too with my work. So I'm a quantum healing hypnosis practitioner. So when we do the hypnosis, one of the things that we call the subconscious mindful were to do is to scan the body from head to toe and to look for anything that is not functioning, you know, perfectly. And oftentimes the body can, the subconscious mind knows everything down to a cellular level. It can say you need to look at, at the liver the, or the kidneys. It knows everything, right? And what we do tend to find though is that the emotions is typically the root cause of the illness is what we find quite often or even stuff from past lives will come up. We get, I get a lot of that, a lot of trauma from past lives or childhood. So as we discuss, and I love chatting about different types of therapies and modalities, because I find that even though the modality is different, that we do stumble across the same things with our clients. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I get a lot of past life stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
And it's so interesting because headaches is usually like fear that resides in the mind is what I find um, that, that they'll say under hypnosis, if they have pain in the knees, it's because they're not moving forward. And um, if they, they have arthritis, it's because they're holding on to something from the past. And so finally, these very similar things and then anger is usually in the heart or stomach. See, that's very interesting because the way that I've understood it, the way that I've learned it is that we hold a lot of anger in our liver and blood. And that's been true that I've worked with. Yeah, anger is usually not digested through the liver and the blood. Mm -hmm. And then we end up with inflammatory diseases or liver yeah. diseases and things like that. But saying that, I try not to learn these things. I don't know about you. I'm sure it sounds like it really helps you to learn these things. I have studied it, but I put it out of my mind because this specific thing, make, when I know that information, it makes me less curious with my clients. And I don't like that. I like to be more curious. No, and it, we definitely, it's just that time and time again, uh, uh, over several hundred clients, they always, it, it's the same repetitive things that they say when we ask in yeah. the body and we scan and we go through every cell and every organ in the body. They'll be like, oh, they have anger. It's in the stomach. It's usually the anger yeah. is impacting the digestive them, as you said, or their heart. I had one lady was having heart palpitations and it was sadness linked like when she was three and time and time again, it's it's the yeah. same things that they're always saying. I, I hope sometimes somebody will say something different, but no. And it's not that they sent out to learning things, but the, these things come to me and I yeah. always wonder, is anyone going to say anything different? But they never do. And, and that's yeah. why I like to know about other therapies, if they have the same or similar findings, because we're, it's I, all yeah. connected. <laughs> we I always want the clients that I have grief in my lugs or like the side of my body, which is like the very end of grief when we look at it through the Chinese medicine or like mm -hmm. difficulty expressing in my throat, like a sick throat chakra stuff. You're like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So Sheridan, you work a lot with business owners and entrepreneurs. And I know that you work also with removing blocks and things. Like what are some common blocks that you see that business owners face that maybe they're not even consciously aware of? The biggest thing is what we were just speaking about. And I was just reading my email and I had a client say this to me. So maybe it's just top of mind, but not realizing to the extent that they're not realizing mm -hmm. to the extent that our fight or flight nervous system response is, is playing things out. I have an episode that will explain that. So maybe people can go to Embodied Entrepreneur and have a look at that episode instead of me using all of our time to explain how to identify that, but not understanding how stressed they are. and fear of expression it manifests in different ways sometimes it's oh i literally just procrastinate speaking out or i don't say things to my team members or my partner or my community on the internet or i people please and i say what i think that they want me to hear i follow somebody else's structure and say that because i think that's like the correct thing to say a lot of stuff comes up around finding the right answer Finding the right yeah. system, saying the right thing, choosing the right product, and this fear of decision-making, difficulty just We make, do you know what it's like, Jennifer? We make so many decisions mm -hmm. every single day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do know what it's like. And some of that resonates with me too, because I'll give you an example of my own personal life. I hate social media. <laughs> and it's because I feel like it's something I have to do. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like something I on my to-do list. Like I'm not really passionate about hopping on every day and like having to do this. And so I find myself procrastinating and putting it off and putting it off because it really doesn't align for me. I love doing my podcast like that. I'm more passionate about because I love meeting people and talking and learning. And I'm so passionate about that. 
But do I want to hop on my Instagram feed? And I know that's where like so many business owners are really like reaching more people. And I, how do I get to say this? Like today's society is like all geared around social media. And so for me, I don't know if it's necessarily like a block or if I'm just not passionate about it. <laughs> but yeah. that's one thing personally, my own business I'm struggling with. Like I really don't want to do this. And I feel like I'm forcing myself. Like when I do hop on, it feels like a little forced. Yeah. Yeah. And that's specific what you're saying there around, I'm not sure if it's forced or if it's almost like I'm hearing you say, I'm not sure if it's forced or if it's my intuition and I don't really need to do this. That's what I help clients figure out. That's if I could just distill it into one thing, it's how we figure out what is coming from dysregulation. So it's Mm -hmm. all I need to get regulated and I need to figure out a way to do this because it's important versus what is my body and my intuition actually telling me is not my path. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe to check in the more on intuition because I don't feel like it is my bad. Yeah, I mean, I love, you know, the work I do with podcasting and that feels definitely more aligned with me intuitively. So what are some projects or anything that you're working on right now where you have any speaking events or anything that you can tell us about? The podcasting, but entrepreneur just went through a little bit of a rebrand and I'm doing more specific episodes oriented to entrepreneurs so that's really fun because mm-hmm. I'm finally like I was working with entrepreneurs for a really long time privately before coming mm-hmm. out so now I'm coming out and that's really fun and I have a masterclass called the embodied entrepreneur masterclass which is super popular and we cover the four nervous system foundations to becoming an embodied entrepreneur and increasing your income and impact and so I'm just sharing those, speaking about those, celebrating those. Yeah. Lovely. And I'll make sure to definitely include all of your links in the notes for listeners for the masterclass and your podcast. Uh, Where can listeners connect with you online? I like Instagram. (laughs) I'm a social media person. (laughs) So if we're not connecting by the podcast, you can find me on Instagram. It's underscore Sheridan Ruth, S-H-E-R-I-D-A-N-R-U-T-H underscore. I've loved chatting with you today, Sheridan. Is there any final words or advice you want to leave listeners with today? Isn't Jennifer amazing? I've really enjoyed this. <laughs> so thank you. And I yeah. really enjoy your perspective on things. And I'm happy that we got to that we got to chat too. And listeners, let's just keep listening to the podcast. Yes. Same. I really enjoyed our conversation and learning more about what you do. And I can't wait for listeners to hear our episode. Thank you yeah. for coming on the show today. Thanks. This podcast is brought to you by The Soul Experience, quantum healing hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? Quantum healing hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.